Universal Studios Orlando makes an entire attraction that mimics the tale of Robert Johnson, whose story of selling his soul to the devil in exchange for the mastery of blues at the intersection of Route 61 and 49 in Clarksdale, Mississippi, has continued to be told by folks to this day as they welcome their audiences into hell. And we take a look at the question of whether or not someone can actually sell their soul. Stay with us as we look at these and other stories in the 511 News. Welcome back to the 511 News. I'm your host, Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about an attraction and also just simply what's going on in the culture today and what has gone on when it comes to the story of Robert Johnson and the history of blues. But before we get into that, we would love for you to make sure you give a like to this video as well as subscribe to the Good Fight Ministries YouTube channel. And if you're listening via podcast, make sure to leave a five-star review. All of that, as we always mention, is simply to make sure more and more people hear the messages that we give on here. And this is a story. This is a tale. This is something that has come up a lot, especially in the ministry here at Good Fight Ministries, because of our video, They Sold Their Souls for Rock and Roll, the very video that convinced me that there really is something more to this world than simply uh, brainwaves moving back and forth, and it's what ultimately led me to come to know the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But what is happening now is we are seeing a number of people go from telling these stories, or some of which have been used to warn people of stuff going on, and then simply using it as making fun of or mimicking something. And the new attraction for the month of October in Orlando at that version of Universal Studios is what is called the darkest deal. And this is a description that Katie Francis of Disney News Today gives as well as part of the description given by Universal Studios Orlando. Pine Straw Spruce was a young blues musician who felt his talent was going unrecognized among the swath of people vying for the spotlight around the Mississippi Delta. After a gig one night at Bub's Lounge, Spruce was chatting with the bartender Willie about his woes. Willie told him the tale of another young musician who had felt similarly just before catching a break and rising to fame. Roberto Fuentes was a musician from Cuba who, at the advice of W.C. Handy, moved to the States to try and make it. He was called Roberto El Brujo affectionately by his fans as his method of playing a guitar with a switchblade for a pick was regarded as witchcraft. Roberto rose rapidly to fame but met a sudden dark fate. He grew increasingly paranoid that someone was watching and stalking him. On the night he was supposed to headline a huge sold-out show, he panicked and ran off stage. His corpse was found the next morning. Willie advised Pinestraw that while some people felt succumbed to the pressure, others suspected he made a dark deal for fame in exchange for his soul. Pinestraw scoffed at it, but when he went to use the restroom before leaving the bar, he had a strange encounter. The lights went out and he heard the flip of a switchblade looking up to meet beady white eyes in the mirror. The eerie figure appeared to be in distress, perhaps trying to warn Spruce of something. Spruce was spooked, but left to walk home. 
In the parking lot, he encountered a stranger. The strange man insinuated he was a sort of agent who worked best in the shadows. He offered to boost Spruce's career. If only he signed a contract. Spruce agreed to meet the stranger at a crossroad near the railroad tracks the next day. This experience begins with Spruce making a deal with the collector, who appears human at a crossroads, his soul for a prosperous music career. I just want to play on a big stage and become famous. You me your soul. Music is not a The deal is done. We follow Spruce's career while the collector possesses various people, never far behind Spruce. Some scare actors are in ghillie suits with animal skulls for heads. We go through a graveyard and see Roberto's grave in a mausoleum. There are also projections of other musicians the collector has tricked. The collector, still in a human form, beckons guests into Barrel House Blues, where Spruce plays his final show. Then the collector drags him and his guests to hell. It's a dark cave with glowing red vines similar to those of Gorewood Forest. Here, the collector appears as a demon with a stereotypical devil face, but pale. The homage to the story of Robert Johnson is obviously clear in what's going on here in these scare tactics. And one of the things that bothers me is the joking and making light of, we'll drag you down to hell with us and as a part of these shows as this, this is some funny thing. And... It's not always been used that way. In fact, for a long time, in terms of a lot of these plays and dramas, even going back to the 16th century, a lot of these have actually been used to warn people of doing this sort of behavior and where it will ultimately lead. And in our video, The True Hollywood Hauntings, you can actually see one of those stories as we describe it in Dr. Faustus. In the 16th century, a German play by the name of Dr. Faustus became legendary folklore as the tale has many different versions of the story, but the core framework remains the same. Faust was a brilliant and successful scholar, but he had to have more and did not want to be limited to simply human knowledge. So he summoned the devil in order to ask him for supreme knowledge and power so he could truly enjoy all that this world has to offer. Satan sends him a messenger demon, Mephistopheles, who offers Faust a deal. He can have supreme knowledge and power for 24 years, but in return, Faust must surrender his soul for an eternity in hell. Faust accepts and seals the deal in blood. Faust lives the next 24 years in luxury, seduces women, travels the world, summoning spirits as his knowledge continues to grow. He lives his hedonistic lifestyle for the duration of the 24 years promised as he grows in knowledge and power. While some versions of the story have him outsmarting the devil through a plan he conceived with his wit accrued in the 24 years of decadence, the typical ending is Faustus waiting for the devil as his time is up and he is carried away to hell. While these tales have been told long ago and at one point they were told to give great warnings. Nowadays, the story of Robert Johnson, whether you believe it to be true or not, is picked up upon not only for amusement park rides, but even in movies. In fact, there was a movie called 
Crossroads, starring the Karate Kid's Ralph Macchio. The 1986 American musical drama was filmed and inspired by the legend of blues musician Robert Johnson, starring Ralph Macchio, Joe Seneca, and Jamie Gertz. 17-year-old Eugene Martone has a fascination for blues music while studying classical guitar at the Juilliard School of Performing Arts in New York City. Researching blues and guitar music brings famed Robert Johnson's mythically creative acclaim to his attention. Especially intriguing are the legends surrounding exactly how Johnson became so talented, most notably the one claiming he sold his soul to the devil at the crossroads, as well as the famed missing song that was lost supposedly evermore to the world. And the story goes at the end of the movie that he plays, this 17-year-old man actually plays for the rights of his soul at the end of the film using a dramatization between Ralph Macchio and also the devil's agent and his music. And this is something that popular in music and folklore and a bunch of different movies and even TV shows have brought this over and over again. You folks going past Tishmingo? Sure, hop in. Thanks for the lift, sir. My name's Tommy. Tommy Johnson. How you doing, Tommy? Say, I haven't seen a house out here for miles. What are you doing out in the middle of nowhere? Well, I had to be at that there crossroads last midnight. Sell my soul to the devil. This ain't no laughing matter, Everett. What'd the devil give you for your soul, Tommy? Well, he taught me to play this here guitar real good. Oh, son, for that you traded your everlasting soul? Well, I wouldn't use them. Bear down on money. Holy. Holy? Guess again. Play guitar. I want you to make me the best blues man ever live. And a lot of people have looked into this, and as I said, you know, a lot of people just think, oh, this is just folklore, this is just some tale. But uh, Pastor Joe Schimmel in They Sold Their Souls to Rock and Roll details a lot of the story here. And you guys can see it, that it did seem that Robert Johnson really did, and he might have, had a hellhound on his tail. Robert Johnson is considered the king of the Delta Blues. He's also considered the father of rock and roll. It is very significant that Johnson would be considered the father of rock and roll as it is alleged that he had sold his soul to Satan in Clarksdale, Mississippi in exchange for guitar playing abilities and worldwide fame. It was after Johnson made his alleged pact with Satan that he became the king of the Delta Blues. Blues master B.B. King said, quote, as a musician, Robert Johnson had it all. I think he's the greatest folk blues guitar player that ever lived, and the greatest singer, the greatest writer. You know, you, you think you were getting a handle on playing the blues, and, and then to hear Johnson, you like, whoa, there's a long way to go yet. <laughs> Blues master and Johnson's mentor, Sun House, said of him before Johnson's transformation, he sat at our feet and played during the break and such another racket you've never heard. Sun House said he made the audiences mad with his racket. 
Sunhouse went on to say of Johnson before he made his alleged pact with Satan that he was a talentless and even an irritating guitar player. But he followed me and Willie around on Saturday night, yeah, Willie Brown. And every time we stop for rest and sit there, we'll get out of the corner or something and go out to catch air, you know, get the guitar and be trying to play it and be just noising the people, you know. <laughs> and when the folks would come out, I'd say, why don't y'all, some of y'all go in and meet that boy, put that, get that thing down, he running us crazy. Finally, he left, he run off from his father and mother. And he went over in Arkansas someplace. He was gone about six to eight months. It was during this period of six to eight months that it is said that he made his pact with Satan on the crossroads of Highway 49 and 61 in Clarksdale, Mississippi. It was at these crossroads where the legendary experiences of Johnson trading in his eternal soul for temporary fame was said to have taken place in Clarksdale, Mississippi. Well, they say he sold himself to the devil. That's what they say. After Johnson's alleged pact with Satan, everything changed as Johnson went from being the worst blues guitarist in a matter of months to the best. Some musicians who knew Johnson claimed that Johnson himself admitted that he sold his soul to Satan. He said he done that with the crossroads. Sunhouse said that when Johnson returned after six to eight months, everything changed as Johnson was transformed almost before their very eyes. And then he come back. Come back, me and Willie Brown was playing out to him, and he walked in. He said, can I, can I hit a little bit? I said, no, nah, don't come back with that, Robert. I said, you know the people don't, don't want to hear that racket. He said, that, let them say what they want to say. I want you to see what I learned. Sunhouse said when he finished, all of our mouths were standing open. They couldn't believe what they were hearing. Sunhouse declared emphatically, quote, he sold his soul to the devil to play like that. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has stated that Robert Johnson's songs are, quote, the bedrock upon which modern blues and rock and roll were built. He's not only declared to be the father of rock and roll, but the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame says that Robert Johnson stands at the crossroads of American music, much as a popular folk legend has it. He once stood at Mississippi Crossroads and sold his soul to the devil in exchange for guitar playing powers. Incredibly, Robert Johnson went from a guitarist who couldn't play a lick in a matter of months to a guitarist who, like a medium, didn't even have to practice as he channeled music from the spirit world at will. I never seen him have to practice uh, anything like that. Never seen him sit down and learn a song. He already knew it. Once he attempted to play it, he knew it. He had a built-in computer. Everything he heard was there. All he had to do was punch the button. Whether or not the crossroads of Highway 49 and 61 are the exact place that Robert Johnson sold his soul, we cannot know for sure. But one thing is clear, Johnson had indeed given his soul to Satan. This is brought out in his own lyrics, which testify to this. Early this morning, upon my door. And I said, hello, Satan. I believe it's time to go. Me and the devil was walking side by side. Me and the devil were walking side by side. I'm going to beat my woman until I get sad. Robert Johnson had a genuine fear of Satan coming to collect his soul, which is vividly recounted in songs like Hellhound on My Trail. I got to keep moving, I got to keep moving. And the day 
Selling one soul to Satan is a thread that runs through the history of rock and roll from Robert Johnson until present. And a lot of people may think that these are just euphemisms, these are just stories or, or tales or whatever, but this actual clip has one is one that's always bothered me, especially because when you think of Bob Dylan and his popularity, you also might have remembered that he had a time where he professed faith. But in this interview, it seems like he takes his job very seriously when it comes to the deal that he has made. You ever look at music that you've written and look mm -hmm. back at it and say, whoa, mm -hmm. that surprised me? I used to. Uh, I, I, I don't do that anymore. Uh, I don't know how I got to, to write those songs. What do you mean you don't know how? Well, those early songs were like almost magically written. Um, uh, darkness at the break of noon, shadows even the silver spoon, a handmade blade, a child's balloon. Try to sit down and write something like that. Uh, th there's a magic to that. And it's not uh, Siegfried and Roy kind of magic, you know. It's a it's a different kind of a penetrating magic. And uh, you know, I did it. I, I I did it at one time. You don't think you can do it today? Mm -mm. Why do you still do it? Why are you still out here? Well, it goes back to the destiny thing. I, mean, I made a bargain with it, you know, a long time ago, and I'm holding up my end. What was your bargain? to get where um, I am now. Should I ask who you made the bargain with? <laughs> with, 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 you know, with the chief, uh, chief commander. On this earth? <laughs> and on this earth and, in, uh, and then in a world we can't see. Now the question that has to be asked, especially while you're watching this or stories of Robert Johnson or anyone else, is whether or not a person could actually sell their soul. That has to be the question that is asked. And I think that most people would point for those who believe in the Bible and what the Bible teaches, because the Bible is true, I think most people would point to Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 4, that says, the soul that sins shall die. But something that is also not recognized, because we do know that it's ultimately God, so you can't just be like, I'm going to sell my soul, I'm going to do this. But the way the Bible actually describes this action is very interesting. In fact, in 1 Kings chapter 21, verse 25, it says of Ahab, that wicked king with Jezebel, it says, there was never anyone like Ahab who sold himself to do evil in the eyes of the Lord, urged on by Jezebel, his wife. And if you remember what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16, verse 26, he said, what good will it be for someone to gain the whole world and yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? And when you look at it and you see it in this regard, there is a way by which you could ultimately sell yourself, as Ahab did, to do evil. There is a way in which you can give yourself over to dark practices, dark arts, and so forth, and give yourself over to him. But the truth is, when it comes to the gospel of Jesus Christ, that the blood of Jesus Christ can cleanse us from all sin. If you turn away from this, these wicked things, and, and you may think, oh, devil worship and so forth, you need to go to crossroads and do this stuff. If you are just simply denying the master who has bought you, if you are turning away from the one true God and you are not putting your trust in Jesus, that's just as good into your end result. Ultimately, that's where you're going to go anyways. And so right now, what you need to do, if you don't know Jesus Christ, you need to not make some secret deal, but do that thing publicly. 
the very public profession of faith comes with the public pronouncement of victory that we have in Christ. Because Jesus Christ died according to the scriptures, and he rose again according to the scriptures. And the fact is that he died for your sins, not the sins that he committed. He died because you were guilty, not just of people selling their soul or being entertained by wickedness or not avoiding the appearance of evil as we clearly should, but for every single deed, every single action done against the commands of God, every single one of them, you are a criminal before him. And the fact is, is that the only way to have your crimes paid for is by the one who paid for them on the cross, or otherwise you will pay for them for all eternity. Whether sell your soul or otherwise, if you have given yourself over to do evil, you still need to turn to Jesus Christ right now and beg him for forgiveness. When he was on that cross, he said, to Telestai, paid in full. Your sins have been bought and paid for. Turn to the Lord Jesus Christ. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Put your trust in him. Come to know him. Have this relationship with him. And then come into communion with your brothers and sisters in Christ as well. Because he died. He rose again. And guess what? You will get to live with him forever. Because one day he will stamp out and he will put away and put an end to death as well as he already paid for our sins. This has been Chad Davidson, and this is the 511 News. The 511 News with Chad Davidson has been brought to you by Good Fight Ministries, bringing you news and commentary from a Christian perspective. This show can be heard every Friday wherever podcast shows are available, or visit 511news.org. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to being with you next week on the 511 News.